Oh, we are riding high still off the victory against the Rappers. We look forward to the Steelers fantasy football talk and a special guest coming up right now on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Chubb runs. He's to the 10, 15. He's to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There goes Chubb. He's to the 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. Chubb a love hub. It's going to be sick. Oh, baby. How about them Browns? Oh, feels so good. A few days like That doesn't matter. A couple days later. We're going to turn the page. We're going to get ready for Pittsburgh, but it feels so good, so good to have beaten those Ravens. And folks, look, okay, I'm sure you're like me if you're a Browns fan, 14 nothing. I was like, that's it, because the Browns never win those games. They never come back. We never come back. We're conditioned as fans to realize that it's ball game, not this Browns team, not this year. No, I'm very excited. In a few minutes, we'll bring on Nathan Zagura, Browns, color commentator for the radio broadcast, host of Cleveland Browns Daily on ESPN. Love talking to Nathan, so we'll get his insight. Uh, news too, hey, Nick Chubb, second surgery was deemed a success, still on track to play in the 2024 season. We'll get more into that uh, and the rest of the Browns conversation with Nathan Zagura in a few minutes' time. Fantasy football talk coming up. Make sure you click subscribe to the channel. Click subscribe, notifications, give us a like. Follow on social media at SickPodBrowns, at AndyMC81. That's on Twitter, X, and Instagram, TikTok, at AndyMCSports. We have great reaction videos there and all the content for you. Click below. Check the merch store too, folks. Got some fun fantasy football and Browns merch right there uh, that you can pick up as well with the holiday season coming along. But before we get to the fantasy football stuff, let's give out some dog bones here. Let's go. And there's not much to go in the doghouse. The doghouse is going to be pretty roomy, okay? But the dog bones. This team, Deshaun Watson, the defense, special teams, everybody had to overcome. Everybody had to overcome. We've been talking about the Browns needing the signature win, needing that win to mesh everybody get to bond them together, to get that big. It's great shutting out the Arizona Cardinals. It's tremendous taking down lesser teams. But to win the division and to be taken seriously and be true contenders, you've got to win those divisional games. You got the Bengals in the bag. You know you can take care of the Bengals. It's those stinking rat birds, the city that stole our team and our Super Bowls. It's that, that place. And it's Pittsburgh. You went into Baltimore. You're down 14 nothing, Hostile with all those stupid purple shirts and jerseys all over the place. 14 nothing. First play off the helmet intercept. You kidding me? Off the tip? outrageous but you settled down and you overcame and how about Lamar Jackson I thought this guy was supposed to be unstoppable I thought this guy was supposed to be walking on water water into wine bread to uh, multiply no Lamar Jackson you got beat brother you got beat Miles Garrett was in your face Darius Smith that whole defense how about Greg Newsom first interception goes for a pick six Mike Ford Jr. Cedric Tillman the rookie with the big block and Deshaun Watson Perfect. 14 for 14 in the second half. We got a taste now of what the Browns and Jimmy Haslam were expecting. Now you got to get rid of that first half stuff. 
Dustin Hopkins at the end missed the extra point. Never easy and got it. And now we get ready for the Steelers, right? We win this game and Baltimore loses to uh, Cincinnati on Thursday, which is a very real possibility. Ravens are real banged up. Ronnie Stanley, how you like getting injured, you piece of crap? You hit our guy Denzel Ward with your dirty hit and then you get out. Denzel Ward, by the way, injury update. Next strain, looks like he should be able to play. Filthy hit by Ronnie Stanley. You got what was coming to you, and now you're out. So nuts to you, you dirty rat birds. Love it. Now with the Browns, what we're looking at is, okay, you can you got to take care of your business. In the past, Browns teams, they get too high on themselves, right? They get too high, feeling too good, and you crash. Is this the team? I, I got the feeling this isn't the same team, but we have to finally see it. On paper, you should smash Pittsburgh. But you lost them in the first game. How do you come back out of that? That's the question. So dog bones, I'm giving Deshaun Watson, Miles Garrett. Again, you look at the numbers, seven straight seasons of 10 or more sacks. Everybody else on that list, except for Jared Allen's in the Hall of Fame. Likes of Reggie White. Miles Garrett's having a heck of a season, and that's a guy who gets it too. That's a guy who had that attitude switch. It's about team, not me, not a me guy. So Miles Garrett gets what? Greg Newsom, obviously. Dustin Hopkins for overcoming. And the defense, too, going right over to, to Hopkins when he missed that extra point. Saying, okay, we got this. Don't worry. And he did. Doghouse. I had, I first had, Kevin Stefanski was putting the doghouse in the first half. And then we took him out. After not kicking it and going for a Hail Mary with P.J. Walker. It was bizarre. But then Deshaun Watson came out and said, look, we were trying to score, get all those points back in one pass. You settled it down. You used the runs. Again, is that a maturity for Kevin Stefanski? Can he carry that forward? Tremendous play call on the rest of the day. So everybody overcame. So everyone's out of the doghouse. Everyone gets the dog bones. You have to keep that going. Jerome Ford. Kareem Hunt. This guy just keeps scoring touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, sensational. Dog bone. Dog bones all around. Phenomenal effort. You only held the lead for 40 seconds. I don't believe it. I was freaking out, as you could tell if you watch the reaction videos on Twitter at SickPodBrowns and on the uh, YouTube channel there. Make sure you're subscribed. So tons of fun there. Lots more Browns talk with Nathan Zagura coming up in just a few minutes. But we got some fantasy football week 11 to take care of. Let's go under the wire. All right, so we're looking this week. Now, there are teams on buys, folks, but it's not not critical. Not like last week when we were missing the Chiefs and the uh, Dolphins and Eagles, which was really rough. So they're all back, obviously. For this week, we're looking at what do we got? We got four teams on by again, but it's not. Um, you know, we're we're not we're not stressing over it here. We got the Falcons, the Colts, the Patriots, the Saints. Okay, Falcons. Who are who are we missing? Really, Bijan's not producing. Colts. All right, Josh Downs banged up. Pittman, and eh, not the end of the world. Patriots. Two and eight. Good Lord. Glue factory time for Uncle Bill. Bye. And the Saints. They just talk about them pulling Derek Carr. Nothing real special about the Saints. So not, not a bad week to have buys. Now, who are we picking up? Who are we looking at here? Can never have enough running backs. Top guy has to be Ty Chandler for Chandler for uh, the Vikings. 7% ownership. Alexander Madison left the last game with a concussion. He got a string of guys behind him. But Chandler should get the look 15 carries uh in the last game uh for 45 yards had a touchdown 
hopefully it's not too much of a committee and you can slide him in. Cause if that's the case, that's a hell of an ad. Now I got Chandler last week in just, I needed a, a bit of an upgrade on the bench. I was, I was like, yeah, you know, we'll pop Chandler in. I like to, I kind of like what I saw a little bit earlier in the year and the potential and paid. I didn't play him last week, but now I'm glad I picked him up. So uh, Chandler's a nice ad there. Uh, we look, Jaden Reed for the Packers, 21% ownership. You need wide receiver help very quietly while Jordan Love has come right back down to earth. Um, you have Jaden Reed. More and more he's getting worked in. Christian Watson not getting it done. Reed is sprinkling it. We're seeing mid-teen fantasy point production kind of consistently now, right? And Jordan Love even... If you need quarterback help, at least for bat, I'm trying to get him on the bench because I had to, in one of my leagues, start Zach Wilson. That's how, that's how bad the waiver wire was, and I couldn't get him. So in another league, I'm, I'm being a little proactive. I'm getting a Jordan Love. You know, Again, not, not great, but Jane Reed's right there. Noah Brown is a hot ad this week, 24%. Um, I know he's been putting up some big numbers. I just get a little skittish that... It's still going to be mainly Tank Dell, but you can't deny how great C.J. Stroud is, and it just seems like this this Texans team playing the Cardinals. You know, you kind of just want to jump in and get and get as much as you can. So Noah Brown's out there as well. If you need some wide receiver help, Demario Douglas of the Patriots, they're on a bye. You want to pick them up again? It's your top target on a, on a garbage team. So your top receiving target is going to get you 14 points. I have him on one of my teams as like a flex or WR3. Brandon Cooks, heavy wide receiver week. Brandon Cooks. I was waiting all year for Brandon Cooks. Drafted Brandon Cooks late. Dropped him. Now he's finally starting to come up. Nine catches, 173 yards, and a touchdown. 32.3 fantasy points. But he's done it for a couple weeks. 14 plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. So now we're starting to see Cowboys scoring in bunches. Bad opponents. Doesn't matter to us. Right? Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb. Then it's Brandon Cooks. Ferguson there too. He's probably gone. And top tight end, Trey McBride. He's a, it's over 50%. I think he's 53, 55% ownership. So maybe he's there, maybe he's not. Keaton Mitchell, I'd still fade on. I know he scored a touchdown against the Browns, but the touches just aren't there. If he's not hitting a home run, he's not producing for you. So again, if he's sitting there, grab him for the right price. Don't spend too much. Have him in there. But realize if he's not scoring a touchdown, it's not working out too well. Another running back, Devin Singletary. We go back to the Texans with it. He's even when he's gotten a chance to fill in, he's still he's he's being picked up a lot. Um, he looked he looked good last game, but outside of that, I, I'm a little skeptical. You don't have a lot of options though, so if you don't get a Ty Chandler, Devin Singletary might be the best you have because the rest are just committee guys, right? That's it. That's all you're getting. So. You look there, and of course, Josh Dobbs of the Vikings, just over 50%, 52%. But if you can get yourself some Josh Dobbs share, better team with Minnesota. We saw him start hot fantasy-wise than trail off with the Cardinals. Better team around him. Um, and if you need a fill-in, if you if you need keep him away from the rest of your league anyway. Try to get him. Guy's producing. Good for him, too. So there you go. Those are some of the fantasy football targets there. You have any fantasy football question, folks? Hit us up. Comment section either on the show or on Twitter, X, at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns, Instagram and TikTok, at AndyMCSports. Use hashtag 
Ask Andy. And now welcoming in, he is the color commentator for the Browns Radio Network. You hear him every game day and the host of CBD, Cleveland Browns Daily, my guy, Nathan Zagura. Nathan, great to have you on the show, brother. How are you? Dude, I'm great. Great to be with you as well. And uh, obviously coming off of an exciting Ooh. Browns win over the Baltimore Ravens to get to six and three. So things are good. And then we got the Steelers coming to town. So big week again. We sure do, man. It is, uh, it's sensational. I still feel good. I, I have my victory Monday mug. I think I need one every day of the week now, Nathan. I'm, I'm feeling so good off of this. <laughs> and, I think and you, that, can only, you can only go victory Monday. Victory Tuesday is okay, but on Wednesday, and that's it. turn the page. Now we're on to the Steelers. That's right. We got to flush it, get focused, and get going. We know the team is certainly focused. And hey, some yeah. good news coming down earlier this afternoon. Nick Chubb reports coming out from the team. The second surgery was successful, and it, it's just just great to hear. What are you hearing about uh, about Nick Chubb? And then I guess the timeline is still in play for him to potentially be on the field uh, next season, right? Yeah, that's what they said at the end of that release, that everything is on track for him to be able to return in the 2024 season. They don't say when mm. in the 2024 season, and that'll be how his rehab goes. But knowing Nick Chubb, he'll probably do things that nobody's ever done before. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, great to see that he got that. He he posted on his social media a picture of you know Batman holding his mask, and so Nick Chubb is today kind of on that road to recovery, which is a great thing. It's amazing that you know that happened in week two against yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. That it's been so long until he's able to get that second portion of the surgery done on the ACL, but it's done now, and now every day is a day closer to having Nick Chubb back with Cleveland Browns. Absolutely love it, and. and- Really, Nathan, what's been remarkable for this Browns team has been the success of the running game by committee to a certain degree, right? Jerome Ford went for over 100 yards against Baltimore. Kareem Hunt has been a touchdown machine. No quit. And then even when you sprinkle in a little Pierre Strong here and there with Deshaun Watson's like, like, I think, like, Nathan, I don't think we can uh, overstate how impressive the offensive line was in that win over Baltimore with two new tackles. That was sensational. Yeah, J. Ron Christian did a great job at left tackle, James Hudson at right tackle. But you're exactly right. And this kind of three-headed monster, although we didn't see Pierre Strong in this last yeah. one, you know, Jerome Ford leads the team in rushing. He's got a couple hundred-yard games. Kareem has scored in five straight, and he's kind of the short yardage physical back, and he's been phenomenal in that role. Six total touchdowns this season on the ground. And then Pierre Strong actually leads the three of them in yards per carry. So they all kind of have different skill sets. You know, Ford – played I think the best game of his young career mm-hmm. against the Baltimore Ravens when we needed it and you mentioned that line I don't think any play kind of symbolizes what this football team is all about more than the 12-yard run by Jerome Ford where he yes. was pushed by his teammates for seven yards kind of in that rugby mall and it was awesome to watch it was it was so great and I love Jerome Ford's comments after he was like I, I just kept moving I'm like what's happening here what's going on <laughs> He looks up and he's like, "Oh, okay." He was caught up in the caught up in the wave of all the Browns, and I mean, you even had Elijah Moore was in there turning his legs. That was great. Receivers, it was everybody was off. It was funny. Elijah Moore at the back looked like compared to the lineman, a little kid just like trying to help and pushing and pushing, and it helped. And how about we talk about the push? Every little bit helped. How about David and Joku and Nathan? The I, along with Miles Garrett, just and not that it was ever a bad attitude per se, but just an, an attitude switch to the extra positive. The way this guy is honed in, and it's incredible to think that he started here 2017 at what 20 years old. He's only 27, yep. and he's he is just on a different level here. That push when he was dragging guys, 
I, I just thought that was kind of that mindset on this team. It's like, you know what? We're not losing today. And this might be a, a attitude switch for the rest of this season. I, I thought it was remarkable. Yeah, I thought it was. It, it has a chance to be a season-defining win. It's certainly a galvanizing win because yeah. you didn't play your best football. You had plenty of sloppiness and kind of gave them 14 points. And yet you were the more physical team and you took it to the Baltimore Ravens on their home field, erasing a 14-point deficit late in the fourth quarter to get the win. And uh, you can't say enough good things about what the Browns were able to accomplish in this one. But David Njoku, you know, he leads the NFL now in yards uh, after yak per reception. So yards mm. after the catch per reception. He's averaging about nine yards after the catch every time he catches the ball. Tackles. He put Geno Stone in a baby Geno Stone in a baby Bjorn and put him on his chest and ran with him for you know 14 yards. It was incredible to see, and he's been doing that all year. And the Chief has been sensational. And you're right, we've seen him kind of grow up, you know, right before our eyes and evolve as a man and as a football player. And he's a huge asset to the Cleveland Browns. One of my favorite guys, and his toughness is beyond reproach. The fact that he played that game against the Ravens last time, right after that oh. incident with his fire pit. I mean, it's it, it's unfathomable to me that he played a football game that game, and not only did he play it, he led the team in receiving, and then to go out and have this type of performance, bouncing back from an early drop, mm-hmm. you know he would not be denied. And David Joker made some monstrous plays for the Cleveland Browns in that one, and is a big reason why the Browns came out on top. It's it's a motivated everybody else. It's like look 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 how badly this guy wants to succeed. Look how badly he wants to play on burning his face arm and he gets on and he keeps going. I'm sure that pain isn't fully away yet. And, and it's, it's just an incredible story. What he's been able to do. Got a question in here, Nathan, from uh, Grant Gillen, one of our regulars here saying, uh, Nathan, why, why ask Nathan, why does he think we don't see Njoku involved more in the offense? He's a nightmare matchup for defenses. I think we're starting to see him involved a bit more, but overall the last you know few years, we seem to get teased by David Njoku, but not necessarily as much as we'd like. Yeah, I think he's got at least four catches now in six of the last seven games. So he certainly is involved in the offense. I think the one portion of, of the Chiefs game that we haven't really seen is him getting down on those vertical passes, mm. those seam routes, those corner routes. And, and I think we will see that. you got to remember, we've only had Deshaun Watson back for two games. Yeah, yeah. After playing the first three. So you had some certainly shaky quarterback play, and you were trying to run an offense that minimized you know, the importance necessarily of that position at times, and that affects everybody in this past game. But I think David Joku is obviously a huge part of what we do. You know, it's clear he's kind of the number two. Amari's the number one. Chief's the number two. And then I would say 2A is, is Elijah Moore in the mm-hmm. past game. Those are the three guys that, that catch the football for the Cleveland Browns predominantly. So he is very involved. I, it would be awesome to see what Chief would do if he could be kind of, you know, a 10-target-a-game guy like some of the premier tight ends because I think he's got the talent to do that and be, you know, a 70, 80, 100-yard game guy because of what he can do, not only with his catch radius, what he can do after the catch. And then the truth is he's such an elite blocker that he's a big part of what we do as a blocker. And and so some of those other tight ends that get all those looks are are basically just wide receivers that they call tight ends. Uh, David Njoku is a complete tight end with his blocking and his pass catching. And again, something he's grown into still just 27 years old. And you speak of blocking yeah. and physicality. And Nathan, one of the favorite plays of the game wasn't even a reception. It was Cedric Tillman, brother. Holy cow. Like, put him in a WWE ring. That was just a power pounce. I, I was I was just jumping out of the chair watching that. Like, that's, that, again, is a guy, a, a rookie looking to contribute and just stepped up. It's like, hey, you know what? 
this kid's earned himself, I don't know, something, more, more looks or whatever. But that physicality to be involved mentally and physically not catching a ball and making a play through the air, I, I thought, again, really speaks to how this team is playing. Yeah, and when, you know, you traded Donovan Peoples-Jones with yeah. You know, DPJ had over 800 yards a year ago and, and was such a big part of what the Browns did pass. But this year, that really wasn't as much the case. And again, it goes back to what's going on at the quarterback position. But he was an elite blocker in the run game, in the pass game. And so Cedric Tillman was asked to fill those shoes. And it reminds me of DPJ's first game. His first ever play was against the Dallas Cowboys in week four, 2020. And on his first play, he pancake blocked somebody. And huh. it wasn't, it didn't get quite the highlight that this one did as he took out Kyle Van Noy, a 10 year veteran. But just incredible strength, physicality, and willingness from Cedric Tillman. That was very, very fun to see. And obviously, it was a big play because well, the Browns didn't get a connection there, but they got 15 yards after Van Noy mm-hmm. was kind of mad that he was embarrassed by Cedric Tillman. Yeah. And yeah, and then we got the penalty on top of it in conversation with Nathan Zagura, Cleveland Browns radio color commentator and co-host of Cleveland Browns Daily on ESPN Monday to Friday. Uh, Nathan, now we saw, and I love seeing after the uh, after the games, the Browns put out the highlights of you in the booth, just the excitement level there. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you too, pre-season, coming up when the schedule was released, my son and daughter, I got into be huge wrestling fans. Dude, we are still, we still watch, they demand weekly to watch the DPW with you and the Miz with the with the elf doing the wrestling stuff for each opponent, sensational work. I just uh, wanted to yeah. tell you that sensational. Uh, <laughs> they we, love it. we had a lot of fun doing that. Ms. and I banged that out in, uh, over the course of a day. Uh, and kudos to our content team for the idea and so for the good. of it. But yeah, there we had a we had a lot of fun doing that together. The Ms. and I. There's some some pretty epic outtakes that didn't make it into oh. the, in the final cut, but we had a lot of fun with that. It was great. My my, my nine year old. He still asks like. Daddy, which uh, which uh, team are they playing? But he goes by the nickname you guys gave him, not the not the team sure. name, right? So it's like yeah, yeah. So the Yinzer Yeller this <laughs> yes, week. Yes, the Yinzer Yeller this week. <laughs> and Poser. Oh, I love it so much. That's beautiful. Uh, I, I gotta ask you too, speaking of the Miz, you guys still doing the fantasy team, still fighting over the George? Uh we yeah, well, there's no fight. I've got three <laughs> Georges uh oh. to my credit. He has zero. Oh my and my team is very well positioned to to make the playoffs again, and I think Miz is unfortunately going to be in the consolation bracket. Oh That's, my! I, I hate to see it. Yeah. I hate <laughs> to see it. There, yeah. There, there's, there's life. Uh, the there's, there's what? Snakes, the Sooning Snakes are a dynasty. That's myself and my buddy Vince Conn. Ooh. We're a dynasty. The Miz Taraj is at this point now. They're a nice plucky team, but oh they boy. have never, they've never done anything of consequence. Oh. They're, they're, they just pop up. I can't can't do it now. Hey, uh, fantasy football. Is there any any guys uh, waiver wires that jump off the the uh, the the mound to you, thinking that you're you're liking going into week eleven? Yeah, I think you know if Noah Noah Brown's still out yeah. there, back to back games over 150 yards. You can't ignore him. Trey McBride probably shouldn't be on the waiver wires anymore. Mm-hmm. But and our, what about our old friend Josh Dobbs? He's on the wire oh. in the league, and he's he's putting up points. He's got four straight yep. games with a rushing touchdown. He's been really good as well. Yeah. How, how about Josh Dobbs? Unbelievable. Great to see. Uh, by all. Great, well, guy. He's such a great guy. I, I was going to say, you know him. Yeah, he's, he seemed like a great guy yeah. from a distance. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Very smart, obviously. Yeah. You know, aeronautical engineer and astronaut and all of those things. Uh, his affiliation with NASA. But just an incredible guy. It's an incredible story what he's been able to do in Minnesota coming there on such short notice, playing, teaching the guys the cadence on the sidelines. Yeah. Awesome. Very happy for him that he's getting this opportunity finally at this point in his career to actually play. He's doing a great job. And another bunch of guys that are really smart 
Nathan, are the Browns coaching staff, Kevin Stefanski, and we go and host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett, I call him baby hands Pickett, Nathan. I can't believe this team has the record they do. It drives me nuts every week. That defense, they're well coached and all that. But we win this game, and the Bengals beat Baltimore Thursday. Browns are first place in the AFC North. Is there the same intensity you're feeling going into the Baltimore game last week that we're going into this week with the Steelers game? Do you feel that same kind of edge and readiness by the team? Yeah, well, we'll see. They're off today. We'll see tomorrow on, on Wednesday when they return to practice. But my, absolutely. Listen, they don't forget what happened on that Monday night. Yeah. They lost that game to the Steelers in a game that they felt like they should have won. So they're obviously not going to take the Steelers lightly. There is going to be a lot at stake regardless of the outcome of Thursday night football. But you're right. If the Bengals do beat the Ravens, then Brown Steelers becomes for sole possession of first place wow. in the AFC North. And for the Browns, you know, you have a chance to do something they've never done. And that's win that division. You have a chance to host a home playoff game for the first time in far, 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 far too long. There's a lot at stake in this game. The Browns absolutely will take it seriously, and they are the better team. They just need to not beat themselves, and if they don't beat themselves in this game, they will beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are right now using some kind of magic voodoo. They're (laughs) they're 6-3, and and they've been outgained in every game. They have a negative point differential. They're doing things that have never been done before, and at some point that bubble will burst. And and I want the Browns only to win the game, but – I think you know you're the you're a team capable of winning the Super Bowl, and I truly believe the Cleveland Browns are. You make a statement in this one. This this mm-hmm. this game should not be particularly close if the Browns execute as they are capable of executing, regardless of of how well the Steelers play. Hundred uh, percent. And really, Nathan, last one for you here. You've been around the team a long time. I've been listening to you since the the Vic Carucci days back on CBD, oh, going yeah. way back for the Godfather. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but. This team, we've seen so many lows. We've seen flashes of highs. Is there a feeling to you being around? Because just just watching, just watching them on the field, yeah. it just feels different, Nathan. In a good way, it feels different. After all your time here, do you get that? Oh, yeah. And they, they believe in each other. They believe yeah. in John Watson. There's a lot of talent on this roster. And, and they know that they can beat anybody. They just have mm-hmm. to take care of their business. And they really like each other. I think the time that we spent at the Greenbrier this year was actually very valuable. There's a lot of camaraderie on this team. You heard, you know, all players, they talk about it constantly, how close-knit this group is, how they all celebrate each other's successes, and how, you know, everybody is so dialed in because they don't want to be the one that lets their friends and their teammates down. So I think it's a great culture that we have right now. It's a very close-knit group. And, yes, it feels different because it is different. This is the most talented Cleveland Browns team in decades, and they have a chance to do something very, very special. And before we let you go, Nathan, uh, Jim Donovan, everyone loves him and is wishing him the best. Um, how do you, do you have any any update on how Jim's doing? Everybody, you know, asks about him, and uh, certainly he's uh, he's missed. Jim's doing very well, and appreciates everybody's love and support. And I think that there's a, a good chance we're going to hear Jim Donovan back on the call very soon, which will oh. be awesome. Wow, that'd be phenomenal. Well, Nathan, tell people where they can find you. You know, every day you're all over the place. Sure, you get on Twitter at Nathan Zagura and then listen to Browns Daily, get the Browns Home Lap, uh, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3, and then we'll be on the calls for the games. And so far, I've had a rotating cast of characters beside me, but it has been a, a fun season and, and such a, an honor to get to work with Jim, and I can't wait to work with him again this year. Cannot wait. Nathan, very appreciate your time. Thank you so much, and let's go beat those squealers, buddy. Let's go. You got it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. There he is. The great Nathan Zagura, Cleveland Browns Daily. All right, folks, that'll do it. What a fun chat with Nathan there. We'll be back Sunday morning live, 10 a.m. Eastern. All the fantasy football starts since news. You can get your questions in 
using hashtag Ask Andy betting questions, fantasy questions, and of course, a full preview. Browns, Steelers. Will it be for first place on the line? We're going to find out. Thanks to Nathan Zagura, to Sammy, and to all of you. You've been watching the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.